Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to this podcast episode of the Inside Story. Today, we're going to talk all about recharging your creative juices. And we're talking about this today because I feel like this is something that I need to do. And so I don't know if you're in the same boat as me when you're listening to this, if you're feeling the flow is happening, or if Maybe it's not. And um, if it's not, then definitely you want to tune in. And if you are in that creative flow right now, I still invite you to tune in today because this will be something that you can come back to on the days when you are feeling a little clogged in terms of the creative process. And, you know, before we begin, I really thought about this because I, you know, I have always for a long time identified as a creative being a storyteller, being a video producer most of my career, being a writer, being a content creator the way that I am now, you know, creating and producing this podcast and doing the work that I do, I definitely identify as a creative. And I know that by and large, I use more of my right brain than I do my left brain. However, I just want to put this out there that I also think and believe deeply that we all are creative. I know many of you listening will think, oh, I'm not a creative. I, you know, I'm a black and white type person. I'm left brained. I'm very analytical. And I think that that's sort of a label that we've given ourselves to think that creatives have to be, you know, a certain type of person, an artist, a dancer, uh, you know, someone is a musician, someone who ta- who uses their creativity in a different way, a specific way. But I really don't believe that. I really believe that we are all creative beings and how we show up in the world is an expression of our creativity. I believe that we all have a creative, uh, a creative path in us because we are, we are born from the creator, right? Like the greatest creator of our, of our entire universe. And that can't happen. We can't come from this beautiful, magical being of God without knowing that we also have that creativity inside of us. Now, whether or not you believe it or not, I just want to say that that's how I see it. Okay. And so I really do believe that no matter where you fall on the spectrum, that There are creative paths in you. 
So I want you to think about this because I, I really do believe that creativity is subjective. Like we can look at art, we can look at art and, you know, either Picasso or modern art and have different flavors. Like some of us may look, love the more traditional art forms, while some of us may look at that and say, I don't see it. I don't see the genius in that. Or we may look at modern art and the same thing, like I see it, I, I appreciate it, and others don't, right? And so this is the same as how we show up, how we show up in the world. We're drawn to different things as humans. So as a human race, we are anything but boring, right? Because really God created us to be all, all of us are unique and different. And so that's the way we show up in the world is very different and unique for each of us. And how we express ourselves is unique and different. How we, how we dress, how we talk, how we communicate, the way we plan, the way we vision, the way we dream it's all part of the creative process. So there are times clearly where that feels full of flow and it's the ideas are flowing, you know, whatever you're working on, it's easy to create, it's easy to produce, it's e easy to, to dream. And then there's other times when it's just not, right? It's just not. And I have always found that I come, all of this for me, comes and ebbs and flows. There's times when I'm really, really cranking it out and feeling good and thinking my ideas are really great. And then there's times when I think everything I do sucks, right? I just think, oh my gosh, I'm washed up. I'm such a has-been. <laughs> I'm never going to have another great idea again because it just feels like I'm pulling from a really dry well. So I don't know again where you are when you're listening to this today, but if you are feeling like you're pulling from a dry well right now, I just want to say to you, me too. <laughs> me too. There are times when I can sit down and, and, and just know that those ideas are flowing and then there's times when they don't. And I've been experiencing that, um, you know, this, these past few weeks, even this podcast, even coming up with an idea or what I was going to talk about today. Um, that's where I was, that's where I was feeling. I was feeling like, I don't know what I want to talk about. I don't have any good ideas. I, I'm just dry, you know, and it's, um, it's interesting because one of the tips that I'm going to share with you today was the very thing that got me to come to this idea about talking about recharging our creative juices, which is why I'm even here now talking about it, right? So I'm going to share that tip with you today, as well as a few others of, kind of my go-to things that help me recharge my creative juices. And I'm going to give you seven of them that I've identified. There's probably a whole lot more. And I, and I would love for this to be an open conversation where if this is something that you have struggled with and you have found ways to recharge your own creative juices, those batteries, let us know. I would love, love, love to hear what works for you. Um, so that I can add them to my list, too, because I'm always looking for new ways to recharge those creative juices on the on the days or the weeks or the dry spells where I feel like I'm, I'm really pulling from that dry well. So I would invite you, number one, to join us over in the Light Beamers community on Facebook. That is uh, a free community that I run that is a very easy place to find me. And you can, you can share with me, you can message me on Facebook and share with me some of your creative ideas and just say, hey, add these to your list. 
um, you can share with us publicly in the group, um, or you can always email me, april at lightbeamers.com. I would really love to know what are some of your tricks, especially if you are in the camp of feeling full of flow right now and it's all cranking and moving for you. Please tell me, what does that look and feel like for you? What are you doing to keep that creative flow going? So I'm going to start with my number one, my number one sort of hack or trick or, you know, a battery charger thing that I do that really gets my creative juices going. And this is the thing that I probably have used the most throughout my life. I believe that I started this really as a child uh, and have had this practice for as long as I can remember, which is journaling or free writing. And I know some of you out there, this is just going to totally resonate. You're going to say, yes, I'm a journaler. I totally get it. And I hear from so many of you that say to me, journaling, I just don't get it. It doesn't work for me. And that's okay. That's why I wanted to give you seven of these today, because I want you to listen for the one that might resonate with you. You know, journaling has been one of those things that just works for me. And I don't know why that is, but it, it, it just does. One of the things that I think that people who think journaling doesn't work for them, uh, one of the things that they, they think is that the journaling has to be a specific process or you have to do it right. You know, there's a way to do it that allows you to tap into the creativity. And my experience has been anything but that. My experience has been that journaling really is a personal process for some people you can do like a bullet journal and be very creative and draw things in your journal. That doesn't work for me. I've never been able to, um, you know, work with a bullet journal that works. And that's not how my brain works. For me, it's just straight up pen to paper. And for me, free writing is really what helps me unclog my brain to allow more of the ideas to come in. So when I talk about journaling, uh, for me, what works is this, this free writing process where I literally open up my journal to a blank page and I listen to what is the craziness that's going on in my head and I just begin to write whatever words come to me. So sometimes these words, if you put them all together, they don't make sense. They don't make complete sentences. They don't make sense in terms of sensical, logical ideas. They really are just a brain dump of all the rumblings that are in my head and I get it out by just writing it down on paper. So this free writing time is non-edited. It's not edited at all. It's not judged. I'm not looking to see where the brilliant idea is. All I'm doing is getting all the junk out of the way so that the water can flow again like a clogged sewer system or a clogged water line or a clogged sink in your house. You got to get all that clog out so that the water can flow again. That's where the creative ideas come is after you get all the junk out. And for me, when I sit down and write and I literally just let go of the expectation that I'm going to come up with something brilliant here and I just get the ideas out of me, what always tends to happen is again going back to kind of this this foundational belief that I have that we are creative beings becomes because we come from a creator. I really feel oftentimes that my pen and my hand 
is just sort of taken over by something beyond my control and words just flow. Words just come out on paper. Ideas come, thoughts come into my head that do start to make sense. And then they just get put down on the paper because I'm in the flow of just writing whatever I hear in my head. And I believe that's when I'm really kind of channeling or tapped into my source. I'm I'm listening and, and God is using me. He's, he's, he's working the words through my head, through that clog and out into the flow and it comes out on paper. And so that is what it looks like for me and how it feels for me in the process of just sometimes writing things down. And, you know, at the beginning of that session, it may sound a lot like uh, I have no idea what I want to you know, say today. I need to need to think about this podcast and I don't know what what words are going to come. I don't know what I want to talk about. I don't know what the people want to hear. You know, it just might be a lot of like negativity. It might be a lot of like, this is, this is stupid. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, sometimes I'm beating myself up a little bit, but I got to get that out of the way. I got to get that out of the way so that I can get back into the positive, creative flow of what is really available and always there. This practice, too, has been enhanced this past year after I read a book uh, by Julia Cameron, a quite, I think, a pretty popular book. I've heard about it over the years from so many people who talk about this practice of writing morning pages. And this was a term and a practice coined by the author Julia Cameron. I'll, I'll link up her book in the show notes. If you are not familiar with it, you really should go check it out, because if you are someone who struggles with you know, journaling or writing through this free write process, I would encourage you to give Morning Pages a try because she has a lot of uh, a lot of really, you know, data and studies and examples of people that she's worked with through this process. And really, you know, a lot of doctors and lawyers and engineers and people who do, do typically think of themselves as more a left brain, analytical, black and white type person who doesn't really believe they have creativity in them. She really has worked with a lot of people like that and shown them this process, walked them through this process, and they've had incredible, incredible results. So if you are in that camp, uh, I would encourage you to read that book. But Julia talks about this, this creative process of writing morning pages where you literally just open up your journal and you write for three pages. You don't stop letting your pen go until you have filled up three full pages in your journal or in your notebook. And just doing that every single day, every single morning when you wake up will be a way to over time, like the pages start, the creativity starts to come much sooner in the pages and the clogs get to be less and less and you really tap into that creativity so much sooner. It's a fascinating uh, study of how our brains work. And, you know, she'll even say on day three or day 20 or day 41, you might be experiencing this. And it's fascinating because when you are on day three and 20 and 41, you are amazed at, you know, yeah, right, Julia, I actually am experiencing that. How did you know? Well, she knows because she's been doing this work for like over 20 years. So it's a fantastic book. If it's, it's a fantastic practice and it's a book that has helped enhance my own practice this past year. So journaling and free writing 
um, morning pages, that type of thing is absolutely my number one go-to and it really does help me. Another one is walking in nature, you know, getting outside, putting your feet in the ground uh, can do a lot to sort of unlock the junk in our head and allow some creative creativity to come and flow again to recharge our own internal batteries. Just connecting again to nature is really, really important. And it doesn't, it really is quite easy for us to do this because all we have to do is walk outside. All we have to do is step outside of our house. You know, sometimes you just need a change of scenery. You know, you just need to get out of your normal habitat to see something different. And once you immerse yourself in a different environment, um, again, ideas and creativity can start to flow again and you can start to feel recharged. This is something that I do regularly as well, because um, I, where I live, we're right next to this really fantastic park called Fisher Park. And I love to get my dog on the leash and take my dog for a walk. And the little path that I have in that park if I go the whole distance and come back, because I can literally walk outside my door to my house and then get into the park. And if I do that whole route, I can be out there for about 45 minutes to an hour and get a really good power walk in at the same time. So I'm getting a little bit of exercise, which is doing a lot to, to get some oxygen to my brain, to increase my serotonin levels. I mean, all of this is really good for me, for my body, for my dog. And in the process, I'm getting out in nature. I'm looking at the trees. I'm looking at the lake. I'm looking at the birds. I see the squirrels. And it's just reminding me that I'm part of something so much bigger. I'm part of this planet that has other creatures and beautiful beings in it besides myself. And I, and I always see other people at the park walking as well. And I think just being reminded that Life in the world is not always all about me. You know, I get out and I notice things that are that are going on in the park um, that I, I notice exchanges between people. I see the critters, you know, running around in front of me. I see the beautiful leaves on the trees and the shapes and the colors that they're making. And sometimes just being out there and paying attention to my dog and, you know, noticing how we're in step with each other. It's little things like that that will come to me. And so I always take my phone when I go for a walk because not because I'm going to be on it, not because I want to talk to anybody during that time, not because I'm texting or anything like that, but because I always have a burst of creative ideas when I get out in nature and I go for that walk and I notice things in my surroundings. And so I will automatically pull up the little voice memo on my phone and talk into my phone and dump those ideas. I don't want to lose them. And so I will absolutely uh, document that as I'm out in, in nature and out on that walk. So try that one. That might be something that can really work for you because just getting out of your normal habitat and, and going for a place, going to, going or a walk or a hike or something like that in a place that's pretty, you know, not just your neighborhood, maybe, maybe not the streets of your neighborhood, or maybe not the downtown area, although some downtowns are quite gorgeous. And maybe, um, you know, if that's a particular area you enjoy, then go for it. But the main thing is, is getting outside 
putting your feet into the ground and grounding yourself into nature and be surround yourself around some beauty, around uh, some wildlife or animals, I do believe is something that will help connect you back to yourself and back to that creative outlet that is inside of you. I know many times when I come home from Fisher Park, it's like I'm busting in the door. I cannot wait to get back to my work or my, my notebooks or my computer so that I can start to document even more of these ideas that are coming to me and pulling them out of my, my voice message text so that I can um, have those in my story bank, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. That's going to be another idea that I share with you. Okay, another quick thing that I do uh, really just about every day, and I think that not a lot of people do this, so this one might be a really good one for you. Um, this, again, has been a practice that I've had for a very large portion of my life, which is to take a hot bath. And, in, and I would add to that, take a hot Epsom salt bath. Epsom salts are really, really good for you. It's magnesium. It's good to get magnesium into your body. Uh, it has many health benefits and properties. It softens uh, your skin and it just feels really good. And you can get some really yummy bath salts that actually smell good, have different essential oils in them. But the point of the hot bath is that you immerse yourself in water. And again, sort of like the nature thing, it's it's getting back into something that's an element, an element, water, fire, wind, you know, those types of things. But getting yourself in water and creating that sense of of uh, weightlessness. Right. Because when we are clogged and you can't feel any of the creative juices going and you are frustrated and you are feeling like you are pulling from that deep, dark, empty well, that can feel heavy. It can feel heavy and we start to carry that stress in our body. We don't even realize we're doing it. We don't even realize we're doing it until we notice it. And then we, when we feel it, when our shoulders start to hurt and our back starts to hurt, you know, you realize then that, oh, I'm feeling some stress. Getting into that Epsom salt bath, getting into that feeling of weightlessness and getting those Epsom salts, that magnesium into your body is magical. And this is something that I have been doing, like I said, for a very long time. I, everybody in my family knows, my kids know, there is nothing, there is nothing that a hot bath can't cure. There is nothing that a hot bath cannot cure. And I do believe that. I just feel that when I can get myself into a bath and I can just relax and float, and this is different than a shower. It is different than a shower because a shower doesn't put yourself into weightlessness. And it doesn't allow you to be submerged into water. And so I know there's so many shower takers out there and not a lot of bath takers. And so I, I know that this will be one that many of you probably aren't doing regularly. Uh, but for myself, this is something that I am, I am doing probably five to six nights a week. I take a hot Epsom salt bath before I go to bed. And it relaxes me. It releases a lot of tension. I do come up with creative ideas while I'm in the bath. Uh, just again, my mind, I let my mind go. I'm not editing myself. I'm not really doing anything. And I can just be free. And oftentimes by the time I get out of the bath and I get ready to crawl into bed, I keep a little notebook by my bed 
and I'll jot down some things that are coming to me. Again, it might be an idea. It might be something I need. I want to do the next day, um, whatever it may be. But those ideas are just starting to flow again. So taking a hot Epsom salt bath and bonus points if you want to light a candle and add some good music. But I really recommend this and try this out and see if it doesn't unlock some of the creativity for you. You know, the next one is something that um, goes into more self-care, similar to the bath, but it's something that uh, I, I have to tell myself often to do, which is just to rest. I think that when we get into our patterns of just go, 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 and create, 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 and do, 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 that we just forget to give ourselves permission to take a day off or two or three, uh, to really just take some time maybe sleep in, get a little extra sleep, you know, uh, get a little extra water in our body and just rest, just rest. When we rest, then we can be restored and being restored allows us to recharge. And when we feel recharged and refueled, then we are ready to go and create again. But I know so many women out there, including myself, who do not give themselves permission to rest because we're so busy doing and taking care of many things in our lives, many other people in our lives, including ourselves. But I think we overlook the fact that in order to take care of ourselves, we have to rest. And, you know, as I'm recording this, it's December of 2020. It's in the middle of the holidays. Uh, Christmas is approaching and next week uh, by the t when I'm recording this. And I know that I haven't had a lot of rest in the last several weeks, probably since Thanksgiving, because it's it just feels very busy. It, there feels, you know, it feels like there's a lot to do. But this can really happen any time of the year. Whenever you're listening to this, you could probably look and see examples in your own life of where you just aren't giving yourself permission to rest. So if you are feeling the clog of pulling from that deep, dark well, not feeling like you have any creative ideas, not feeling like, you know, that you are are really performing at your highest level, then I would encourage you just to take a day and rest and not do anything, not go for that walk, not go do anything except to just maybe lay on your couch or get an extra nap in, um, watch a a TV show that is totally mindless, read a good book that has nothing to do with uh, your work or anything like that, a good fiction book or something along those lines can really help. So another tip that I want to share with you, and this is one that I don't do very often, but when I do it, I'm always reminded of how good it is. So number five, the tip that I want to share with you here is go do something creative. Go do something creative outside of your normal creativity. So for me, my creativity comes in the form of, you know, content creation, words, uh, writing, communicating. That, that That's my gift in the world, right? That's my creative outlet is the way that I communicate through words and through and through video and things like that. And so for me, it's not about go and do more of that, right? I need to tap into a different side of my creativity and go do something that is purely creative that maybe I don't consider myself to be very good at. For example, it could be painting. 
You know, I am not a good artist. I, I don't see myself as being talented in that area. So then that's exactly what I should go do. I should go take a paint class or I could go dancing um, or you could just pull out a coloring book. You know, if you have kids, maybe your kids have some coloring books lying around or these days, these adult coloring books are quite popular and they're actually very meditative and fun. So pull out a coloring book and just color and allow yourself to be creative. One of the things that I have enjoyed this, I would say last year, last two years, has been to practice hand lettering. Again, something that I'm not good at. I'm not really artistic this way, but I appreciate the craft of hand lettering so much. And I just have this desire to want to, you know, I want to learn it. I want to be able to make those cute note cards and do those pretty letters. And so just having a, a, a book like that, that, you know, walks me through the process of doing the hand lettering, that is one of the ways that I have tapped into some creativity that I don't normally tap into. But the, the idea is when you do that, when you tap into a creative uh, project or activity that you don't normally do, you know, if you are already a painter, I'm not saying go paint more. If you are already a painter or an artist of some sort like that, go do something completely different. Maybe it's, you know, bang on a piano or pick up a guitar and try to make music come out of it or take a YouTube video lesson or something like that. But it's tapping into that different side of creativity will actually help you unleash more of the creativity that you're wanting to tap into. So anytime I go and do like a paint class or do the hand lettering practicing, I always find the words. They come back to me. They come back to me and it helps me tap into my own creativity again. So it's one that I don't do very often, but anytime I do it, I'm always reminded that it works. It's really powerful. And in the process, I'm, I'm, taking my mind off of things because I'm kind of really focused on trying to learn this thing or do this project or, you know, do this activity. And so it really is one of those things that becomes very meditative, which I believe is very good. And so that actually leads me into number six, which is to, um, to pray or meditate or to just get still in silence and just be and ask for guidance. I think we forget this too. We are so much the control freaks that we think we have all the answers. Like, why can't I tap into my creativity? Why can't I come up with the ideas? Why can't I get this project done? Why can't I get the, you know, like what's wrong with me? Well, actually we are again, creative beings that come from a creator and we need to just tap into that source. We need to ask for the guidance or meditate, get still, quiet our minds and allow the answers to come to us and through us and just staying in that that zone for a little bit. I have to share with you, I think one of the uh, most creative things I've ever created in my life, quite honestly, is light beamers. It really was born from a stage in my life where I was asking for a lot of help. I was absolutely pulling from a very dry well and I was frustrated and I felt in terms of my career that I was just totally 
you know, uh, washed up in some sense because I was, I was the things that I was doing there then during that time in my career, I just felt it was like Groundhog Day. I was doing it over and over and over again. And I didn't feel like any new creative ideas were coming to me. And I didn't feel like I was really giving my all to my work anymore. And I just didn't feel like I was performing at my highest and best level. And I felt like I had just hit a brick wall and I didn't know how to get onto the other side of it. And this had been going on for months and months and months to the point of where I was getting quite down and depressed and feeling just bored, really bored. And so I really got still with myself and I began to pray and meditate and ask for guidance. And I really did start having conversations with God and asking for, you know, to show me the way, show me what's next, because I know that what I'm doing here is not the end of the story. I know there has to be something else that I can go do with my gifts and talents that will serve others and serve me, you know, recharge my battery in the biggest way. And during that time of seeking and asking and listening and being still and praying and meditating and doing a whole lot of journaling for sure, that is really how light beamers, this concept of light beamers, this idea of light beamers even came to me because I began to have an experience unlike anything I've ever had in my life, where I began to hear and see and even uh, uh, just feel the word light coming to me. I would close my eyes and I would see the word light flash across the darkness of my eyes when I would close my eyes, like almost like those planes, you know, when you're at the beach and the plane is flying over the beach, they're They've got the banner following them behind them, advertising some shrimp dinner or something like that. You know, I could see that plane flying across the darkness of my eyes. And behind it was this banner that said L-I-G-H-T, light. And then I would be reading books. And it was like all of the words on the page would go, they would go blurry. And then the word light would just jump out at me and just, you know, be so obvious. There were times that I would be in my kitchen doing dishes and nobody would be around me. And all of a sudden I'd hear someone speaking and saying this word light. Like I would turn around and think somebody was talking to me and nobody would be there. I mean, it sounds really crazy. And trust me, I began to think that I was sort of losing my mind. But after a while, when this kept happening over and over and over again, I began to notice it. My subconscious caught up with my consciousness, right? And I was like, wait a second, this has been a pattern. I've been hearing this word or seeing this word or experiencing this word in a really powerful way for quite some time. This has been going on for a while. This isn't just a thing today. And when I made that realization, I did it first. I was like, what in the world is going on? What does this mean? And the more I, you know, just prayed and journaled and listened, <laughs> listened for the guidance, because I did not have that answer. I did not know what that meant. I had no clue. And the guidance came to me. 
the guidance came in that this was a sign that I needed to take my gifts, my talents, my passion around storytelling and other people's stories and go and shine light on it. Create a platform that would allow women to share their stories and to shine a light in the world. And when I examined that word light, it meant two things to me. You know, it, it does. It's a light that shines in the dark, darkness that illuminates the way. And it is something that is not heavy. It's light. It feels easy. And when I thought about those two things, you know, feeling light and easy, not heavy, and illuminating the way in the darkness, those two things were things that I wanted. I was like, yes, I want that in my life. I want more of that. I want to be a vehicle for that. And if I can provide that for other people, specifically other women, please show me. Allow me to do that. I'm a yes. I'll go do it. And that was really when the concept of light beamers came to me, is that if we go and share our stories, we will shine a light. We will illuminate the way and we will make it easier for someone else. It will lighten the load. And so I never take credit for that. I don't believe that I came up with that all by myself. Uh, just the experience of how that came to me. I'm very clear it was not mine and mine alone, that it was a co-creation that I had with God and that as a result, I am living life on purpose. I am absolutely going and doing that work. This podcast is an expression of that work. And being here, doing this inside story and sharing stories with you like this one is something that I find very important to do. And that is all from a result of, from a period of my in my life where I was extremely clogged, extremely pulling from a deep, dark well, very dry, frustrated, feeling very heavy feeling very dark, somewhat depressed. And all of that came when I got still and I prayed, I meditated, I asked for guidance. And I am living through the miracle of that now. And every single day, I find that to be a gift. And it's the greatest creative expression that I've been able to create in my life so far is doing this work of light beamers. And so this leads me into the very last thing that I want to share with you which is about creating a story bank. And I alluded to it earlier when I talked about just even the idea for this podcast. I talked about it when, you know, I'll go on walks and I voice text myself some ideas. I put those later into a story bank. And having a story bank can be quite productive and helpful on the days where you don't feel like you have any good ideas because you've been pulling them. You have a habit of pulling them all throughout your day you know, different times of the week and different times of the year. And you just pile those into a story bank. And when you need them, you go to the story bank. And what do you know? Just the right thing will be there. And you will feel like that's the thing I actually need to go talk about. Or that's the thing that I need to go create. Or that's the thing that is um, the missing link to this project, whatever it may be. And so creating a story bank is really quite simple. And it, it hopefully it is what it sounds like is that as you're out and about and you do have ideas come to you or you notice things, um, you know, during that nature walk or during your journaling session 
or ideas come as you're driving down the road, which is oftentimes where a lot of ideas come to me is when I'm driving. Um, you just you you document them and you just put them away into a story bank. Sometimes these are little stories that come up that you remember from, you know, when you were five or, you know, from 10 years ago or even from an exchange that maybe you had with a friend or a conversation that you had with someone over the phone uh, or a, a, an, a, even an altercation. Sometimes it can be something negative that will produce a story or uh, a concept that can be turned into a story. And so whenever you're you're noticing that, you put those away into a story bank. And so a story bank is really just a way to capture and collect all of those ideas. You don't actually have to know what the story is yet. You just document the occurrence. You document the exchange. You document the feeling. You document the way that whatever it was that you witnessed. You document you know, the photo that you took on your nature walk, you put all of that away in a story bank. It could be a Google Drive folder. It could be uh, uh, a the notes on your phone. For me, I use it as a, I have a Trello board where I keep my story bank. And with Trello, it, it connects to an app. So I have it on my phone. It makes it very easy for me to save those things. But my point is, you have to create awareness around everything that in your day. And I think that this is, again, something most of us don't do because we tend to go throughout our day sort of on autopilot and we're oftentimes in like hustle mode and we're not really paying attention to external things around us. And this is why getting out in nature or sitting down and writing pen to paper or sitting in silence and asking for guidance so many things will come to you. And when those things do come, document them, put them away. You may not know what to do with that idea right then and there. You may not be in a space where you can fully flesh that idea out. You may not even know if that story is a story you ever really want to tell. But you don't edit in that moment. You just file it away in a story bank. And when the time is right, you will come to that story bank and that will be the only idea in that story bank that jumps out at you. And it is like, this is the time. And so when I sat down to think about what did I want to record this week for the podcast? And I was feeling quite dry. <laughs> I was feeling like, I don't really know. I, I don't, I have all these ideas about the podcast written. I have lots of things on a, on a chart of like, these are the podcast episodes that I want to record. But none of them, I wasn't feeling any of it. I wasn't feeling the creative juices around those ideas. And so I pulled up my story bank last night, knowing that I wanted to sit down today and record. I pulled up my story bank and I found something inside that story bank that was about recharging the creative juices. And it was like that was speaking to me because I need to recharge my creative juices. I need this right now. So I needed to come talk about it because I need it. And if I need it, I am pretty sure someone else out there needs it too. And maybe it's you. Maybe you are in that space right now where you're feeling like you're pulling from a very dry well. You are feeling like you're up against that brick wall. You are feeling you're, you're all hustled out. You might be living Groundhog Day like I was about, you know, five years ago in that space where I was just doing the same things over and over and over again and feeling bored. 
nothing was exciting me about my work anymore. And I didn't like that. I wanted to be energized. I wanted to feel my creativity. I wanted to feel like my, my work was useful. And so whatever it is for you, you may be in that spot. And if you are, then I hope at least one of the things that I shared with you today will be something that helps unlock it for you unclogs your your drain and gets that flow flowing again so that you can go and be of highest service to yourself and to others that the flow feels good that you begin to experience that lightness again and that you can go then easily show up for other people and be that light beamer for them so that is my wish for you that is my wish for myself And I hope that something that I've shared with you today does exactly that. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you are energized. I know that I am. And I'm going to stop recording and start creating because I feel like just by sharing these ideas with you, I have the biggest smile on my face and I just feel like I am exactly ready to sit down and create. So cheers to you. Thanks for being here. And I'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.